Hi guys, welcome to Kala Radio. This is Aaron speaking, one of the hosts and presumably the editor-in-chief of Kala.jp. That's what it says on my business cards anyway. And I wanted to do a quick introduction to this episode because it's a little bit different from our others. It's our official noise episode, and if you're not familiar with noise as a genre, you're about to learn a whole hell of a lot about it. And not just noise as a genre, but also sound just as a concept. Our show typically plays some pretty extreme music, but the tracks we've chosen for this episode are about as far from what normies would call music as you can imagine. I mean, we are out there, buddy. I mean, we are going outside all of your comfort zones when it comes to music. So we're interviews. <laughs> interview interviewing noise artist Kenny, formerly of Facial Mess fame and now of Like Weeds fame. We uh, interviewed him on the website not long ago. Go check that out. Uh, yeah, he has a lot of good advice about touring in Japan. And in honor of the noise genre, we applied a special filter to give the audio track a really harsh DIY noise effect in order to challenge your sensibilities of what a podcast should sound like. It was definitely not a mistake that somebody made with the mics. It was a deliberate choice and not a screw-up that remained undiscovered until days after the recording was finished. So just get that idea right out of your head. So in the first half, uh, my co-host Adam talks with Kenny about how they got into one of the most inaccessible genres in the world and reminisce about their early days in the early 90s and the sort of equipment they used, and then in the later half we talk about the very concept of sounds and if it's possible to divorce them from their context. And to give you an example of what we're talking about, uh, six or seven years ago I was living in uh, South Korea, and I was at my uh, girlfriend's apartment in Pusan, and we were lying on her bed listening to uh, a recording of Alan Watts, the author of The Way of Zen, uh, the book, and others. We were listening to a recording of one of his lectures, and throughout the entire recording, we kept hearing a noise. It was this noise, actually. And neither one of us could recognize it, and it was really distracting to her, but, but I found it kind of comforting and charming, almost, and it took me, it took me about ten minutes to realize what that sound was, and it's the sound of ice cubes floating in a cocktail, which I should have realized sooner, given how much I drink. And then after we realized what the sound was, um, uh, it ceased to distract her from the uh, lecture. In that same second half, we also talk about Adam's new metal project. Jesus. Uh, the idea of sonic photographs, we name-drop a former Colorado guest from the halcyon days of Season 1, and introduce the worst person in the world, Jart. Alright, enjoy. Oh! 
Station that we're plugging? WRCT? Yeah, WRCT. WRCT! Season 3! Big bastard. All the radio. Big, bastard. I've been watching Peaky Blinders, so I just want to say Birmingham. The way they always say Birmingham. It's quite good. That was was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Let's go. What's his name? A friend of ours, Tom Giles. Actually, I don't know if you've met Tom Giles from uh, Wretch and. I don't know. Oh man, the first, very first night I met this guy. Very first night. Um, we were out getting drinks with the rest of uh, Wretch, or Dark Corpse as they were then. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I can do a pretty good Scottish accent. I don't know how we got started talking about it. And he was like, alright, let me hear it. So I did like a couple lines from uh, Train Spotting or something, and he was like, Straight away, no pause. He was like, that's the worst Scottish accent. <laughs> and he turned away. <laughs> he went back and started talking to somebody else. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my god, like, you were so casually cool to people. Like, I love it. Ah, you swore! <laughs> yeah. No swearing, we're on WRCT. Oh, we're, we're actually recording now? Yeah. We're recording. Oh, this was another sound check. <laughs> we know it's how uptight WRCT is. It started so well that we're just going to keep going with it. Oh, oh, that's very good. All right. The <laughs> intro 
Gala Radio. Gala. Season 3 on WRCT. Anyway. Pittsburgh, Tokyo, <laughs> Love Connection. WRCT. Even though they're real <laughs> uptight about us swearing. <laughs> uh, we're in the studio tonight. Uh, in a cramped, small apartment, one-room apartment, uh, with Kenny from Facial Mess. Yes. Yeah. Say hello. Hello. Yes. It's here. Yeah. This is our noise episode. Oh, oh. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But tonight we're going to talk about noise. And other things. It'll probably turn into all the other episodes we've been talking about pasta recipes. Very <laughs> bad. <and laughs> like lasagna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, season three with Kenny. Well, I mean, let's let's start off with an introduction to noise. So my mom says that Cradle of Filth is noise. I love Cradle of Filth. Oh, I think and you're right. Kenny's British. Cradle of Filth is British. Um, yeah. Not this specific. Yeah, yeah, So should we call you Kenny Filth? Kenny Filth here in the studio. But like the, the, the increasing weight of Danny Filth has always been kind of quite amusing <laughs> to me. <laughs> I don't know. Fat goths. Well, hold on. I know next to nothing about noise. My only exposure to it was yeah. I, I dated some French girl who was really big into the Tokyo noise scene. Right. She loved it. She would go to like noise festivals and send me pictures of like like a clearing in the woods. And they had like set up. Uh, sound system and there's like families out there and I had no idea what the hell she was talking about. And then one day she actually takes me to a show and you know screaming to me above the the sound she was like, "That's the DJ I smoke crack with out in the woods." <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, ah, all right, <laughs> romantic." So that's that's noise to me. I don't uh, explain noise as a concept. I've never smoked really. crack in the woods. <laughs> You have so that's to smoke not crack in the woods to enjoy noise. <laughs> okay, so that's not necessary. Uh, where do you want to go first, or? Well, actually, I know. I don't know. It's yeah. Well, what do you think? Noise. I don't know. It's it's just. Uh, it's sound. hard. It, it's hard to explain. But to me, yeah. it was like because I've told the story numerous times, and mm. like I grew up in Chicago, and as a young teenager, I got into you know grindcore, death metal. And noise all at the same time. So, yeah, there's no crazy drums. There A lot of times there's no vocals. There's nothing that, like, an ordinary metalhead can latch onto. Right. But the same feeling that I get listening to something like Gorbion Necropsy or Incantation or whatever, like, brutal bands, I get the same sort of feeling and I get pumped up when I listen to, like, Incapacitants or... Masana, so it's kind of hard to say like what is noise rather than it's to me it's just like awesome just experience and just an awesome like release when I listen to like a good noise album. The line that uh, the girl I was dating sold me on she's like come to this noise show is like no no. And Free I crack. She was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had led with that. She's like, oh, you might be able to smoke some crack. I would be like, oh yeah, cool. But she had said, um, I was like, wow, it just sounds like a bunch of racket. She's like, yes, but you can, you get to control it. You're pulling, you're putting it under your control. And I was like, 
Okay, that's a, as a concept, like that sounds pretty cool. Like, would you agree with that? Like, is that what you're trying to do as a noise artist? Trying to bring all this discordant, dissonant stuff, mm. marshalling it under your will to make something of it. I now have a mouthful of people. No, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's hard because it's been so. I don't know. I I, I don't really. I mean, personally, I, I don't really see it as anything. I don't listen to noise in any other different way to listen to any other kind of music. So I've got a, but I think I don't. When I first heard like but non music, I guess I was like so young, and I just really wanted to find more extreme stuff, more extreme stuff. And it was like you know, like early nineties and. I don't even. I don't know if I liked it when I first heard it. I know the, the first um, noise record I ever heard was by a band called um, Headbutt, um, this English um, industrial record, industrial band, and they just banged on trash cans for it, and um, they recorded that and put it onto a record. But I was just so excited by it. I mean, I didn't know if I liked the sound, but the fact that it existed really excited me. But the that, first that term you used, non-music, is that common in a normal picture for noise, or um, like out of the out of the loop, like non-music. I don't know. I, mean, I guess it's a it's a term that I use. It can be used to describe music. I mean, sounds which don't follow established musical notation, or I don't know. I was thinking but, like the um, same thing. I thought it was like anti. Yeah, anti music. I was thinking <laughs> about anti music. <laughs> there again, I mean, I mean, there's not, but but even the way it comes along. Noise as so different from other music. I mean, it's not between like AC, I'm being good, mm. and um, like say Gorby on the Cropsey or something like that, and then and it's not really too far away from like. Whereas, I mean, Mazzona and AC, not really that much different to, in some ways. Adam, in, your thoughts? Finish your pizza. Yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, I totally agree, and like I was saying, like. At the same age where I was getting into like noise core, like suppression, AC, uh, tons of bands that were just like thousand, like thousand song EP. It's just like insane noise grind. Not really different than what you know the Relapse Records side label was putting out release right. records. Uh, you had like I remember looking at the artwork to Merz Bell's Pulse Demon. Hmm. It was just nauseating to look at. <laughs> And then I put it on, and it was mastered so loud. And I would lay in my bed at, like, 1 in the morning when I should have been, like, sleeping because I had high school the next day or whatever, however old I was. <laughs> the look on your face, you were like, what? <laughs> 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 <Or> middle school. <laughs> whatever it was. And it was just, like, and hence why, like, my ears are so trash now. Because I would just, like, blast this. And it was just, like, the music was nauseating, super loud. And then, after multiple listens to Merzbau or other bands like that, your ears started got trained to it. You would find like these hidden, just like rhythms and loops oh, and wow. like things that you would catch on. And that album, especially for me, was just like the Pandora's box, man. It was just that, it, be- that opened up like the whole. Realm of just Japanese noise for me. I yeah, I mean I could, I mean not just that that record. I mean it's a fantastic record called mm. Steven, but I mean just for what you said about finding the 
you know the the rhythms, the, 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 the listening to the tones, the textures, the noise. It is, I mean, yeah, it's it's a very pleasurable pleasurable listen. I mean, you know, you, you can you can definitely find musicality. Yeah. Um, within those things, is even it, is it intentional or is it accidental to find it? Like as a noise artist, are you intentionally putting these rhythms in there? Or oh, very much so. Yeah, I think I think now, I think now, especially I think if you look at the what a lot of um, noise artists putting out now, I think I mean, um, um, let me write something. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 it's good being in Japan. <laughs> but composition is something that I think that is, is really important with the so many noise artists. And um, it's it's not, I mean, what does, what might sound like random kind of like reasons, it is to, to other people, it's, a lot of things are very, very composed. And um, to the point where like, I think people may actually make noise songs. Yeah. And really? they will pre- they, and they will play the same pieces that they've um, put on record. And stuff. Mm. Really? Oh, very much so. Yeah. They were like, wow. "This is my piece, and I, I recorded this for our album, and this is the thing I'm touring with." I did a I did a tour with um, um, a well, he's based in Poland, but he's a Russian artist called Mar, and he um, did the exact same set, just like a band, every night on tour. That uh, sounds incredible. Like, I mean, yeah, the noise acts I've seen, like it, it looks like it was, and it was like it. And the amazing thing about this guy was it was all kind of linked up to a film he'd made as well. And oh, it, wow. and so he was playing certain frequencies at certain times. He was triggering certain uh, samples. He was put, putting, like, the, the control was amazing. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that kind of reminds me of, like, the last few years when I was in Chicago playing mm-hmm. with Winters in Osaka. I had the same maybe dozen cassette loops. And the shows never ended up the same because, like, one show I played this loop first, followed by this and this, and it was just like beautiful transition. And then the next show I would try to do it, and something was like a little off, like the delay is just off a little bit, or I didn't come in with it right, and it just didn't sound as good. So, I just to me, that's amazing that you could tour as a noise artist and play the same set and with the same almost result. Every night, it was quite amazing to see. It, yeah. it was just like damn. I mean, yeah. It it's like it sounds to me like falling down a flight of stairs, like the exact same way, like twenty <laughs> times in a row. Like, how how do you? You must work really hard to be able to do that. And like no, all noise isn't the same, right? Just yeah. like you can't just say, oh, so what is metal? Like, oh, like you could go on and on about like about that, but even with Kenny and I. Like we're both the our two projects were under the noise category, but very different. But so different. Yeah. Mm. Where speaking for myself, it was like everything was done on cassette tapes, everything was run mono, and it was all just field recordings put through just a slight amount of delay. So I had sounds of me walking through like fields, like in England or in Indiana. Or just like natural sounds, right? And then you, I would just pile them onto each other. But it was never digital sounding. It was never as harsh as something like Merzbau or really like intense. Every, no, nothing was ever in stereo. So everything I did was 
lo-fi and supposed to be kind of like droning and you were the rhythms made themselves appear easily mm-hmm. it wasn't something like harsh noise where you had to like really look for it it was there but yeah. it was still under the same noise category and then Kenny would like the stuff you were doing complete opposite yeah yeah I mean um, I mean facial was generally about cutting up there's like almost like kitchen sink noise it's like cu- cutting up like so many different sounds and putting them together and um but I, you know, and, and initially when the project started, it was just about like this whole feeling of, I mean, I just wanted to create a com- complete feeling of confusion for the listener. It was just, you know, where's that sound coming? Oh, there's another sound, there's another sound, rather than like a, a slow build up. It was just like a complete intense experience. Imagine flipping channels on a TV like a billion times an hour. The, the phrase you used, Adam, finding the rhythm, like in the, after layering on all these sounds together, Still being able to find a rhythm within it was was it the same experience for you? Um, like, are, are you also like, was it that easy to find the actual rhythm reoccurring within this thing you had created? As a, as a listener, yes. As as a producer, not so much because um, of the the kind of frantic nature of what a lot of what I did was because it was so cut up and um, it was fairly hard to find any kind of um, rhythm until I would but but on I would use a lot of loops at certain times to kind of break up the the frenzy and then put in like a kind of an industrial loop of I don't know some oil drums getting hit over and over again, then back to the frenzy or something. Like you know maybe it was like it was a breakdown. <laughs> and so um, fascinating to me. No, I like that that comparison to like just flipping channels on a TV. That's exactly what it is, just like full of frenzy, just like <laughs> flipping through the channels and then what I would do, it was meant to sound like almost the- like peaceful. It was just like slow build up. Every song was like a half hour. And it was supposed to just be calming in a very weird way. So but both under the same category of noise and I, I would say Kenny and I are influenced by a lot of the same musicians mm. and artists. And you guys started around the same time, right? Like somewhere in the early nineties, right? Um, yeah, mid mid midnight. I mean, I I, I would say I started about seriously ninety seven. I mean, there was um ninety six maybe. I mean, it, it it started when I moved to Japan, really, because I was yeah yeah. Um, I was rereading the the interview that Adam. Have done with you. Mm. Uh, you came to Japan like a couple of years after, like you went to university in London, mm. and then a couple of years later you shipped out to uh, Japan to mm. over a woman, I believe. That's very true, man. That's very true. And that's where you really began your noise career in earnest. Yeah. Adam, around this time, you would have been in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, but my ties to Japan were ready. Well, like 96, 97 was still a little too early for me. I was getting into it, but I still hadn't thought about doing a project until a few years later. Mm-hmm. But it it all it's so crazy that I'm living here now because I named the project Winters in Osaka. My first release came out on a Japanese label. What was that? Uh, HMW Distribution. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I pulled up the Discogs page so I could read off some of the things that like he released, and I would get in the mail. And that's right. what got me into it. So, HMW. Guilty Connector, oh, really? Mortalized, oh, okay. 
damaged digital. Right, right, right. Masturbation. Guilty connector again. Uh, Mike Shipley. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. Maggot. He put out the maggot demo, okay, and right, I had right, that. Right. And he start. I was like, I would trade tapes with him all the time, so I was getting packages from Japan constantly. And then he started a side label called Deserted Factory, hmm. and um, yeah, my first release came out. On a Japanese label, I'm looking at my end. 2003. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. But, but like, so that label put out a lot, a lot of grind noise as well. And... Yeah, but this side label was for like more ambient and drone and noise. But to me, it was like all one and the same. I was just, oh, like, I mean, I was, it all in. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same. I mean, I, when I definitely first started, it was, you know, I wasn't listening to the Murs Bows and Mazonas. I was listening to. Tracy Lords loves noise. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to not screamer. Oh, I was listening to Yeah, that's right. Extreme yeah. hair stench, um, beer wigs. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, just the, the the real bedroom kind of maniac stuff that was coming out. The I guess the grind noise thing that the, the kind of come out. And it wasn't until after that. Sort of like almost like the de- the degenerates of the grind scene. That's right. That were yeah. just a little too weird for. There were still metalheads and grind grind dudes, but they were also really weird, and it was this like great artwork. It like looked like it was drawn by like their five year old niece. <laughs> <laughs> great artwork, awful production, uh, but that's what made it so it great. Was, there was but, no production. I think it was. I think it was this nut screen. Was it nut screen? There was this. Maybe it was, and it was just a recording of them. On a roller coaster. Roller coaster, yeah, yeah. In Ohio. <laughs> yeah. It was just... But it was so engaging. That was the thing. You would listen to it, you go like... And I would get those trade lists, and it would be like Christmas. I'd go home from school, and I'd get this list in the mail, and it would just be like... The description, yeah. Sounds of us on a roller coaster. I was like, well, I gotta order that. Like, like, next tape, like... 3,000 song demo. Yep, yep. Sounds, yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yep. <laughs> that was a good time. It was, <laughs> it was. But I I think it, yeah, it, it definitely still exists. I mean, like, the, the, I can't say the band name begins with C, but they do Napalm Death is Dead. But that's um that's definitely the UT world over here and the Septar sets and people like that. And it's still uh, really... Shout out to Septar set. Yeah. Those guys were always really cool to me. Um, yeah, great band. Yeah, yeah. Rio. Whenever I whenever I need an interview, he was always down for it. Whenever I needed a quote, he would always respond really quick. Those are cool dudes. And the last I was on uh, the Yamanote Sen uh, maybe a few months ago before I took all the patches off my battle vest. I had a big Septar uh, set patch in the lower right hand corner. And I got on the train and I saw some uh, foreign foreigner. Um, I couldn't tell where he was from, but he was—he was like making eyes at me. It's like <laughs> <laughs> saw the train. I'm like, I'm not gonna talk to you guys. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he stood up and came over to walk. He's like, dude, is that a Sepsar Sep patch? I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, I just saw them last night. They're so awesome. And he, yeah, he, he was like elbowing his way through the the crowd to like come talk to him about the patch. That's the power of Sepsar. Yeah, definitely one of the best live bands I've seen. They're and they're everywhere, right? I mean, they just they totally everywhere. They've been all over the world. Recorded in Chicago. 
right. when they were, came through. But yeah, that's so cool. I gotta track down like which movies it was. I remember they they released that album on like three uh three point five floppies. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it was such of a cool idea. Did. <laughs> of course they did. I put it on Facebook and everybody's like, "Oh, these guys are such hipsters." I'm like, shut up! You don't even know who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely not a hipster band. No, no, no. They're definitely one of the only bands of current that I feel like really captures that feeling for me of how I felt when I was like 14 being like, mm. oh, this band's name is Lobster Assault. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and, is that a real band? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Their artwork was just pictures of like lobsters killing people. <laughs> and I had like six of their tapes. And it was the worst noise core, like demo, like garbage. Wait, it was where were they from? Brilliant. I think like California. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Uh, not from Brazil. No. Oh. And then we could talk about Brazilian noise core. And there's like, and I'm final exit. You know, yeah, yeah, still yeah. like one of the <laughs> best <laughs> bands in the world. Still for that going. Style. Still, so, still going. Um, but yeah, sets are set for sure. Still, it makes me like whenever I see their artwork and I hear like a new release, I'm like, they got it. Mm, you yeah. know, because that was definitely a, a special time to be like alive and being into that sort of music where you had to still trade through the mail and send people lists and. You get these weirdo rehearsal demos that's not not even online right now because it was in that weird period where it's never gonna hit YouTube unless some weirdo on YouTube. I don't know, but um, weirdo name me. But it's only on cassette, so they're gonna have to like transfer it to like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know who wants to do that. But if anyone listening to this <laughs> has the lobster lobster attack. lobster assault demo. <laughs> And is willing to put it up on YouTube. Oh, please do. I oh. will send a Kala care package. Yeah, that was actually fair. <laughs> Lobster salt. Lobster salt. Uh, what are we at? We're at like 20, almost 25 minutes. Should we? Do you want to play the track? <coughs> um, oh, do you right. have any lobster salt? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I we, really we, started, we started out with the track, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we probably did. What was it? We totally yeah, we started off with the track. Uh, After we edit this, <laughs> can I can I say Manny's the the, the, the there's a uh, I think I, I I think I called Manny uh, I raised M I T B can I yeah, yeah, yeah. all right all right I think the first track was like M I T B ah and um, it was on the cry now cry right up on your mind what is M I T B like Manny is the bitch no Ooh, man, <laughs> no no, no you can you can say that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, man, it was Manus of Bastards. Yeah, it, Wait, it what's was... the name of the radio station that we're playing? <laughs> WRCT! WRCT is a bunch of beautiful bastards. Right. <laughs> bastards. bastards. No, I, I know that's legal because the first time I saw Bloodsport was on network television and the line with the poor bastard died in the ring. Like, that was that was let fly. Like, they didn't censor it. So if anyone that. listening has the lobster assault napalm suck <laughs> I gotta read some of these. Alright, lobster salt. Intro, how to cook lobster. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the... Oh, I can't really say that one. 
You Stuck in the 90s, Shortest Song Ever, Uh-Oh, Cheese Grater, <laughs> It's My Party, Oh, Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh man, like you being 14 is so much cooler than me when I was 14. <laughs> Lobster assault. Oh, I, I was like, I gotta get to saxophone practice. <laughs> Dude, you could have been in a great noise core like saxophone band. Oh god, did those exist? Dead Neanderthals. Yeah. yeah you didn't even have to think about <laughs> it. <laughs> so are we starting in like a noise core band now? Oh, the next god. call of band. <laughs> Alright, so we got MITB that started us off, or are we going into now? Um, no, it's, uh, um, oh. Actually, actually, Ca tell, tell us about that MITB track. Alright, that was, um, Faces of the Man of the, um, the Cry Now, Cry Later, I think, um, Volume 3. Double, like they, mm. they were, it was on Fiolish. Yeah, what, what label put that out? Fiolish? Nah. Um, Theologian, or however mm. you said it. I can't, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it's a great track. <laughs> Man, is a, Man is the Bastard, and um, yeah, basically, like, um, one of my favourite bands ever. And um, one of the reasons that I I, I, I make noise, I, I think. Alright, so what are we doing now? Um, all right, is, is that music? Yeah, we're going to go into a musical break. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's going to be Kazumoto Endo. And Last Train to Nishi Punabashi. Oh, yeah, there you my, go. Hey, my workmate named Kenny lives in Nishikunabashi. I, I used to I, live I, by by that transition. Oh, no way. I lived in Funabashi for a long time. Yo, yo, yo. We're going to give a shout out to everyone in Funabashi. Yeah, that's fantastic. Man. We're Good all stuff. Funabashi heads. <laughs> I've never been there. Yeah, you're not.
are back. Yeah, so for a good discussion about like stories, I guess. Yeah, yeah that was that was a great start. Uh, great start. But I got a question, Kenny. I don't think I touched upon this with you before. Oh, I'm sorry. Tell me about your first show. Um, the first show that I played. Yeah. Um, as Spatialness. First ever. First ever. experimental noise set you've ever played live. How did it go? And were you scared? Actually, I was in England. That that was um, yeah yeah that was that was when I was um, I think it was um, the equivalent of like high school. So I was about sixteen, seventeen, and I was playing this band called. um, I said it's quite good actually. We played in this band called Mudbelt. It was me and my friend Che, who um, and he lives in Chicago now, but he he was he late went on to be quite quite a big name in the kind of emo scene. Played in a band called. Bob Tilton and some other stuff. What's anyway, his last name? Jay Lawrence. Yeah, he's in, he's in Chicago. But I think he played with um, one of the guys at Circus, Circus Rebirth. Have you heard of that? No. Uh, DC? I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, so it was me and him. And um, so on the day of the show, we're like, um, so I had uh, a guitar that I'd stolen my dad's kind of electric razor that, uh, that I was going to play it with. So that was already planned. And he was, and he'd actually learned to play guitar a bit, but um, we, I think on the day of the show, we basically said we need a drummer and a bassist, and um, we on purpose tried to find people who had never played any instruments before. And um, so, and but it was based on looks, so like there's a guy with long hair in the corner, I'm like, yeah, he looks all right. Yeah, yeah, and um, you want to play drums, mate? I said, yeah, you, um, yeah, yeah, you're in, you're in, we got a gig tonight. All right, yeah, I'll just, yeah. And, um, yeah. There was another guy. You want to play bass? Yeah, yeah. But so it's the the idea that the first time you play, you pick up an instrument. What do you do? You make a racket. And so I mean, I guess I was yeah, it was about sixteen, and we played this show, and it was it was terrible actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was really rubbish. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but and um, what happened? Yeah, we 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 played, and I think we lasted about five minutes. And then the sound guy, because I mean, we're playing in a pub in um, the Midlands of England with Led Zeppelin cover bands, I think, at the time. Right, you said you, you lived, like, a couple hours north of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in a place called Spalding. And then, um, which, you know, now looking back at it, I guess it's all right. I mean, you know, I've got no hatred of the place. But uh, I went to college in a place called Boston. And, uh, Boston? Yeah. Boston, Boston, Massachusetts? <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Boston, Boston, which which I think has the record for the it had the record for the highest Brexit vote in the whole of the country. Yeah, I think (laughs) it was like seventy two percent or something. Uh, I remember Boston, Massachusetts. It definitely was a (laughs) big on the Brexit vote. (laughs) Yeah, he did have quite a Brexit vote. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's a good one. It is quite good. He made a revolutionary (laughs) joke. Yeah. Adam, what about you? First, first show um, as a noise artist. Uh, you, but I, I wouldn't call myself a noise artist when I played it. It was just like we messed around as a kid, but it's quite fun now. Yeah. My, I was, I'd been spending so many years just doing it in my bedroom, and then for some odd reason, I was living across the street at the time from a dive bar, and bands would play there, and no one would ever really go. And they had an opening like on a Tuesday night, and it was like the bands needed. So I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna see how this is." How old were you? Uh, 
19 or something or 20 or whatever. And so it went out. It was nerve wracking, but I think two people showed up. We dimmed the lights really low, and it was cool. Were you playing tight? Uh, I had two tape decks, a couple more pedals than I ended up using in the beginning. I bought like all these pedals, so I was like, "This is what I'm gonna need live," <laughs> and I just ditched all of them. I was like, yeah. "I don't like this." Um, and then I had a a record player with Earth Two, but I've just pitched it lower. Oh wow! And then <laughs> ran it, ran yeah. it through a few like delays. And it was just weird, man. It was like it was my first experience. It was so weird to hear everything loud. Right. And um. Definitely nerve wracking, but it was it was cool. How were the the two people attendants? How did they? They said it was like I think it was like two work friends. <laughs> they don't even like listen to it. They're just like, uh, good job. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really helps together up there. I was like, I think so. I don't know. So yeah, that was like my first time with Leonard's doing. Were you a co wings or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I oh, did uh, it as that, and, uh, but I I put that on the the bill. But I didn't tell anyone about it because more people that came out. But I was just like, "This sucks." At least like, yeah, yeah. two people are here or whatever. But it ended up being cool. Fine. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, we have a special call of connection. Kenny knows friend of the podcast, Kenji Kuroda, otherwise known as Darklaw. Yes, he's, I know Kenji. Yes, he's the uh, keyboard player in Zaltic. But he also has a noise outfit, uh, Dark Law. That's yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Real cool dude. Mm. Uh, we interviewed him on, the, I believe it's the second episode. I know you from that band sure as well. One, but, um, um, Jar Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, he plays bass in that band. That's also, right. That's or right. was active in the noise scene. Did you say, you say Jar Excretion? Um, Jar, J A H, as in. Yeah, jar. jar. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not jaw. That would be, be a better name. Yeah. Jar excretion. Yeah. I like jar excretion. Or jaw like excretion. Oh, man. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Kenji, shout out to Kenji. You're cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. I love Kenji. watching that yeah. dude play. Yeah, he, he's great. He's, he's fighting it. It's like he's literally ripping the music out of the keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that keyboard spill is kind. Yeah. And um, called his mother a bad word. <laughs> no, I, I think it's funny because I, I met Kenji at a anarchist zine shop. Zine, it was a zine, not a flyer. Right, zine shop, flyer shop. Flyer shop. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was an anarchist zine shop. Yeah, it's in uh, Shinjuku. All right. Uh, Renishi Shinjuku, if I recall, it's uh, called International Rhythm. No. What is it? IR, we always say IRA. <laughs> It's not Wait, I'll be going there. <laughs> yeah, Man, from jar excretion to IRA, real quick. Oh boy. WSPT. Oh. <laughs> I love this. But IRA is, 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 is oh insane rhythm, insane rhythm asylum. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a zine shop in, in Nishi. Sorry, so there's a shop called Insane Rhythm Asylum. It's not even insane. <laughs> what is it called? Now I'm. Ah. Anyway, I'll look it up and tell you actually. <laughs> the best we just say it's IRA. It's IRA. The acronym is. I know. I know. I know. It's Irregular Rhythm Asylum. It's Irregular <laughs> Rhythm Asylum. I can't remember now. <laughs> anyway, like, I was just there, and he was there, and I, I know the guy who runs the shop a little bit. We've met a couple times before. Uh-huh. And, um, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is, you 
on my friend Kenji, he also plays in a band. I'm like, what band do you play in? He's like, I play in Zothic, and I'm like, did you say, like, Bane? What band do you play in? What band do you play in? Is that what I, how I said? <laughs> Do you want to talk about justice? <laughs> we are sober here, folks. We are sober. I was born in Tokyo. Just about <laughs> What band do you play? <laughs> do you know the meaning of justice, Kenji? Is that why you are in the zine shop? <laughs> anyway. And he's like, I play, I play in Zothic. And I was like, oh, shit, I know you guys. We ended up going to the same gig that uh, that night. Uh, he was with a friend there. I, remember, I know self-deconstruction played. And I can't remember who else. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they played so much. Speaking of self-deconstruction. They're playing Obscene Extreme. Yeah, I'm trying to go to Europe to see them play. Obscene oh, Extreme. they're going to, like, to, like the, the one in the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Awesome. I went two years ago and it was amazing. So I'm gonna try to go back out there. I'm trying to. This is some Kala gossip. I'm trying to talk to a few people about starting a new metal band. <laughs> Damn it! God, why? And are you? Are, are, wait, I know the name. Shallow Grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign as an S. <laughs> yeah. So the name of the band is called Shallow Grave. Oh. But the S in shallow. It's a dollar sign. Never been oh, done before, oh, folks. Oh. Never been done before. <laughs> that's H E, mate. That's H E. Works on two levels, <laughs> don't it? I like it. But you heard it here first, season three. Well, what cover songs are we going to do? What, like 80s? All originals. No, no, no. You've got to do one 80s cover song. You've got to do like a Gary Newman cover. Oh, no, no, no. I'm no, this right. is like. Oh, no, no, no. He's right. No, no. no. But every. every oh, yeah, band, yeah, 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 yeah. Does, does a cover Peter song. Gabriel. Yeah? <laughs> You guys, so, so just to no, cover no. the mind. Oh, oh, lady in red. Oh, sorry, lady in red. There's, there's going to be three vocalists, three guitarists, no bass. Do you want to spill the beans on who's in the band? Okay, here we go. I don't want to spill the beans, but the beans are going to be spilled. So season three, we're spilling the beans. So by season four, the demo will be ready. Who's in Shallow Grave? What's here? Shallow Grave is Adam. That's right. Me. That's right. What? Kubine. Kubine. What? Daigo. No, there's no way you got community of self-deconstruction to agree to this. Yeah. I'll yeah. call her right now, you son of a bitch. I know. <laughs> Can we say something? Do you her into your band? Confirm that she started into your new metal band. And uh, who else do we have? I asked, I I asked Rio to play drums. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, no. He, he's the DJ. He, he's the DJ. Yeah. We're still... On the lookout. So if any of our listeners... Oh, you know what I said about not finding band members who have never played this before? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if there's any <coughs> listeners that think they're up for playing drums or DJing in shallow grave... <laughs> waka waka. Just uh, send us an email. This is the worst thing you've ever done. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Put this band together. Oh. Anyway, yeah. back to the. This is the worst thing. I got I got knee problems. Oh, all right. So okay. I'm mad about that. Yeah. I have overdraft fees. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk about that. Yeah. What do the kids know about that? Well, yeah. Yeah. Is, is that from the is that from the onsen that you went to on Tuesday? <laughs> Maybe. 
Uh, you, you were still committing suicide from that. Mm-hmm. About your overdraft. That's cool. They're like, man, things are rough. They're not that rough. That's right. I got two bad knees. <laughs> <laughs> but shallow grave. Shallow grave. Shallow grave. Oh, Maka's in the, the studio with us tonight. What's up, Maka? She's back in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> the studio has an attic that is. That is Make actually us. basically her studio. Yeah, her, her painting studio. She's Make actually a... doing her own podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. she's doing a competing podcast <laughs> at the same time. She's no, like, that's <laughs> funny. I dropped the news about Shallow Grave ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I did it on my last episode. Oh, when you we guys should... weren't recording last week. We <laughs> should uh, plug. Uh, she just did a... She recently did a shirt for you. Yes. Almost. It's almost ready to be revealed. Oh, okay. oh what, what about the Akido shirt? Then? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, big Kala collaboration. So, Mika, who's in the attic, is here, her studio. Doing a uh, competing podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do a wrestling She's like, I got guilty to which I talked about on the last episode. But uh, we did an Akira Tale shirt. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We're doing some more wrestling shirts. So, if people want to know more about that. They could send in a letter with their, you know, shallow grave tryout. <laughs> <laughs> Just attach it to your shallow grave audition team. <laughs> hey, my name's Justin. I spell it with a seven. <laughs> this is my shallow grave audition tape. My also, name's Brad. Uh, I've been drinking Mountain Dew since I was four. <laughs> and all I want to do is DJ in shallow grave. I would fly Brad out here. You'd be right. Hey, my name is Jart. Uh, yeah. I don't have prayers. My hair just does this. Uh, Jart. All right, this has gone too far, guys. I'm pulling the plug. I'm pulling the plug. We're going to come back to Kenny here. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's this? I feel bad we invited Kenny over. Let's talk about dumbass crap entire night. Oh, no. I, I, I'd oh, it's just Kenny, right. meet Jart. <laughs> Jart, come on in. This is over. This thread is over. It's finished. Jart was holy. It looks like swamp. <laughs> Shut it down. You would somehow be both skinnier and fatter than how we had imagined it. <laughs> We are we are finished here. Find some way to you know what? I hate I hate Jart. I hate myself. I, I hate, hate all myself. of you. I hate that I agreed to be in this bad band called Shallow Grave. You Adam. heard it here first. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I've been writing riffs and sending them to uh Dago. That's okay. We're gonna, we're gonna show up on Metal Injection like two like a month after this podcast goes live, they're gonna be like Shallow Grave already have <laughs> drama. Yeah. New metal band out of Tokyo. <laughs> Album title: We hate that we did this. <laughs> That'd be a sick title. No, that's perfect. That's uh, perfect. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so Kenny's yeah, in the yeah, studio. Kenny. No, oh, facialist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you came over in the late nineties, and you've been here ever since. Um. Yeah. That's that's right. <laughs> 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 Kenny and Jarno, that's a side problem. No, 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 it's good. It's industrial. No, no, we just go roller coasters. (laughs) (laughs) Lobsters. 
lobster assault. <laughs> I think we... Joe won't say lobster. <laughs> so my name is Joe. I played in lobster assault. I'd be like, no upset, brother. <laughs> you yeah. You're in. Stop. You're already <laughs> had me at charge. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Equipment talk. Equipment All right. talk. All right. Uh, early in your career, what equipment were you using? Um, both of you. Both. The question goes to both. Loads of. Pe- I, I don't know. I was. Um, I, I used to go to shows and go like, all right, that looks good. I'll buy one of them. And yeah, pedals. Lots yeah. of pedals. Lots you, of Dodd pedals. In the interview, you said you had a karaoke machine. All oh, right. The first that was to record somehow. I mean, the first thing I had was um, actually the first ever kind of noise recording was like one. Actually, my mate Che from back home I talked about. He he, um, he gave me an old Dodd fuzz pedal. And um, that, was, that was the only pedal I had, and I had it in over here, and it was the, the first <coughs> pedal that I used in Picadori, the old grind band. And um, so, I, yeah, I just fed it into itself with this karaoke machine and made this kind of feedback loop and that just kept recording on itself. And um, it sounded pretty cool, actually. It was, yeah, it was just um, this kind of gnarly like textural feedbacky sound it was just yeah that's cool what, what kind of pedals um well at that what like now or at that time yeah dog pedals like, just everything with the word dog on yeah. it really like um a buzz i mean still now i mean a buzz box dog death metal like um envelope filters um but um I, it's, it's a bit different now it's a bit different i mean i i've moved away i mean got a new project going on like weeds but I've moved away from like just pedal noise, more into like just bound sounds and using um, Trogatronic gear, really, um, which is um, Bill Nelson, old um, Bastard Noise, who makes that stuff. So it worked very good. And um, but yeah, he's not not pedals, but guitar pedals. Adam, what about you? Um, a lot of pedals as well when you started out. I think. Well, it went like in different phases, so. When I first started, I had no idea what a mixer or pedal even was. So I was I bought a micro cassette player and I just walked around and got field recordings and then I just made a chain with um like quarter inch uh cables. So the micro cassette player would go into one cassette player, I would transfer it, and then because of the transfer, it would get a little bit grittier. And then I would transfer that tape to another tape. I would transfer that tape back to the micro cassette tape. I would transfer that micro cassette tape back into another tape, and finally, I would just keep doing that, right? Just another so it just it depended like, how I wanted the release to go. If I wanted it so the sounds were very intentional, you could tell what they were. I would just do the that transfer like two or three like times. Degrade. Yeah, yeah, but if I wanted it to sound really blown out and nasty, I would do it maybe 20, 30 times. Wow. And that's how I was doing all my releases. And then eventually when I started playing live, I found all these pedals. I was because I was watching videos of like Guilty Connector and you know, incapacitants, and I was like, look at all those pedals, I need mm. this. And I tried it and I'm not gonna lie to you, like I just didn't know what I was doing. Like I had I didn't know like how to chain them correctly. Sometimes things would sound okay, but I was never really happy with all those pedals so then after i moved away from that the last few years of winters being like a pretty regularly like touring project 
it went back to what I created, how I was creating music when I was younger. So it went to like five cassette players through a mixer so I could fade things in and out. And I had one delay pedal and one EQ. So all the, the loops and everything, like when I played live, yeah, it sounded a little noisy because I was throwing a little distortion on things. But every, everything, like the source and everything, was just as like you were there with me when I recorded the sound of a wind chime or like a siren going off or walking through like walking on top of like leaves or something. And you say all those things like, oh, like those are just, those are so such like completely different sounds and like what what are you what are you pulling out of them to make with with the texture that you made? Yeah, I, I, I think you've said the, the right words. The, the, the texture sounds like Adam's talking about. Just I mean like. Yeah, I mean, the other day I was I I, mean, I was just walking through Abia um, Park and um, walking on just walking on gravel and, and started listening. It's like, I don't really understand. I just like it's the gravel sounds got me. iPhone started recording and just those sounds in every day. Like you know, you're surrounded by them, but we don't notice them. But the textures of so many sounds are amazing and. You know, you and it's weird because as I say the context is like I guess so important because you listen to a sound on a recording, and it's being produced as something that people should listen to on purpose, and people listen to it and get pleasure out of it. But you, but we walk around and we're surrounded by all these sounds all the time, yet we don't really realize it. I don't know. I find that kind of interesting. But and to me, course. I think with the the back catalog that I had, I'm still able to. Because a lot of it, well, like, when I was traveling as much mm. as I did, I never took photographs or anything, but I always took my recorder with me. Oh. So, so when I go it. back yeah. and listen to, like, an album I put out 10 years ago, and I could pick out, oh, man, I recorded that loop mm. in Toronto. Oh, I, that's a live recording from when I was touring in China. And then I remember the experiences, mm. right? So the music was, like, a way better way for me to like record my travels and then somehow yeah and somehow manipulate it into music so no someone else would listen to it and be like oh that's a pretty cool track but i could go home and listen to it and be like i just mixed like two different vacations together of like field recordings and then it's pretty cool to like go back and listen to some of that and be Oh yeah, Chicago, summer of 2010. That was this one. That was yeah, like completely, completely get what you said. I mean, like I, I just saying that you know, as as a, as a like a, a little photograph into your life. I mean, I just recorded this track with, um, what we were talking before about like a hand dryer in Berlin mixed with like some stones in Dubia, and it's like, I mean, you know, anybody else that doesn't know, I mean, it's just sound. But for me personally, listen to that. I mean, it really is. It's um, it, it's such a personal thing, and yeah, it's like a real, yeah, it's an audio diary. But that, that, uh, that reminds me of uh, Sosuke from uh, uh, Gothic. Um, he spent uh, I think almost a year in China, in mm. the, like that weird kind of like autonomous, semi-autonomous zone where there's like all, like all the Muslims in China all live in like one area. Right. Uh, weird how it happens, but. And uh, one of his tracks off of the second album starts with a like a recording of like just the street sounds from that town he lived in, and um, it's like you can hear people like walking around, you can hear people speaking Chinese, obviously. And I asked him why he used that, 
and he was giving pretty similar responses, like, oh, it's like this kind of sound from this time in my life when I was picking cabbages in China. <laughs> wow. Man, you got a crazy different view of how to make music than I do. You're better at it, so I'm going to follow your lead, buddy. And that's like, you could do tons of different, you could do anything you want, Grant. Like, I did a release where I would go to shows, but I would only record, like, the things that happened between the shows, like mm. people talking between bands. And I put out a release where there was like 20 different layers of that. So it was all different shows I went to. And it was just like you're hearing like hundreds of different conversations going on. And so that was really fun to kind of like pick through and listen to like just from people at like all these different shows like being piled onto each other. <laughs> you might cut chart what do you mean I can't drink cough syrup in here? Right? But uh, no, it's just it's just a comment. But and, and as a listener, I mean, like to listen to somebody's travels, to listen to somebody's like field recordings, I I I love that stuff. I mean, it is such an engaging listen to have like a and like a real kind of and a window on somebody's life, like you know, an audio window, I guess. But um, yeah, I can I can listen to those stuff for forever yeah. and ages and ages. I mean, like. I mean, have you ever listened to, like, what's it, Chris Watson stuff? Those field recordings? Oh, no. Absolutely fantastic. And, um, I mean, they are completely unprocessed field recordings of, like, various kind of uh, locations of the world. But, I mean, they're so evocative, so engaging. Really and that's really starting to, like, get that itch again to start playing that style. And I don't know if it's going to be under the same project name of Winters in Osaka because mm. we talked about that too we, we used our our name for so long mm. and now well, it's you like guys opened your yeah, yeah. The same time. it's a crisis yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you know but it, there's definitely like time to like move on and yeah. start new projects and I've definitely been more influenced by like even more natural sounds than what I was using before so there's no effects on it whatsoever mm. I was just I was telling Kenny I want to do a show outside of Quincy Station where it's just like a set of just like the sound of like people brushing their teeth and doors cracking and like weird like you ever you ever thought about like you but you you've never thought about using a digital sample it's gotta be on tape. You've gotta record those sounds on tape yeah. and have why would you never consider like putting that just onto like a, a sample? Uh, I feel like I am illiterate when it comes to technology. Right. And okay. I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but no, 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 for real, like, I, everything had to be so simple. I had a Behringer mixer, like, mixer with four channels mm. and four tape players that was dummy proof. So I really, really respect noise artists who know their gear, know how to make things like sound good, know how to use their samplers, know how to like do these great things with their gear because I tried and it never felt like it got to that level. To me, it's got to be like simpler. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I want to... <laughs> you know, like inside the, the inside the actor studio, like James Lipton asked like the ten questions, and one of them is, "What is your favorite sound?" I feel like I wanted to ask, like I had this idea earlier, but now after you guys have talked about it, like bouncing, 
So like I, I don't know if you guys would even kind of answer. Like, what is your favorite? Sound? Actually, I do have an answer. Uh, I got one. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah, I have the the Good. sound of a cross crossing pet bowl. Really? Yeah. Uh, that that just get that that. that. Oh no, I'm I'm very familiar. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I I I love that sound. It just it's just so so. I don't know, like, you say that, so and like deep. I can picture it in my head, like. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say the sound of a gong, like a really low, just like that's a good sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the way. Yeah, that that. And I think that totally explains our personalities, (laughs) at least musically. I want the low and droning, just. Uh, Okay, and the reverse of that question also was your least favorite. I think there'd have to be a context for that. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, it'd be really hard to think of a, like one sound without a context that I dislike completely objectively. Um, Fire alarm in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That it'd be it'd be some something like that. <laughs> really, I don't know. Um, but there's a context built. Yeah. The the sound of a I don't know. I teach English. The sound of a student said, "Hey, um, so you doing alright?" Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Like, 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 that is very infuriating. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, the sound of... Oh, but but I am musically? I don't know. Bad, bad, bad synthetic EDM music. Mm. I don't know, those are all like... What, what became known as like dubstep. Oh, yeah. that's, that's horrid. I, I work with a guy... I, but, but, I like dubstep. Oh, I, I, like, I, I, like, I, I, like, I like the more like droney... Me too. Hey, and like hey. lo-fi. I, golf I, trad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golf trad's all right. I like some of the uh, burial. I still like oh, a little bit of. Burial's um, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Vex was, was great. So I'm talking about like the Skrillex. Oh, yeah. That, that's just horrid. Yeah. But you need it in shallow grave. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, oh, you, you, need, you need a backstop in shallow grave. Hey, we, should, we should call Skrillex. <laughs> we should... Take Skrillex to one of those outdoor noise shows where they yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the woods. Crap. Get him yeah. so high to agree to be in shallow grave. I'm trying to think least favorite sound. I'm thinking like people like loud eating, but that doesn't bother me at all. But it bothered you on like the last like you know, podcast. Oh, that we no, oh no, I work with a dude who's like, who eat too loud. Stop eating that pizza so loud. <laughs> yeah, you're eating a pizza and talking to the mic. You can pick up the fact that you have a mouthful of pizza. I mean, come on. What are you, cops? No. Yeah, I'm the cops. <laughs> Maybe the sound of like slicing onion. Really? What? That's I like weird. that sound. Uh, that's, that's a weird thing to say. The sound of slicing onions. Wait, what's that like? I was slicing onions last night. Uh, I think because I used to work at a. Yeah, so it's a sandwich shop, uh, and I ate yeah. the smell and taste of red onion. And one of my jobs is to crush like huge, like amounts of red onions at once. That's like all together. But uh, I, I think, yeah, I can still, I can still smell it when I think of the sound. And yeah, yeah, uh, you, you made a pretty good point there, Kenny, about like the worst sounds. Like it's always context dependent. Hmm. What's like favorite sounds? Well, I was like, uh, like I like, I like, I can't actually do it very well, but like when people are able to like, oh, like, yeah, like that yeah, popping yeah. sound in their cheek, I love that sound. Yeah. 
like a child when I hear that sound. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> do it again, do it again. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I know the sound I hate. Grinding teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is actually not an uncommon instrument on the, uh, the <laughs> least favorite sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of other people's right. or your own. yours. <laughs> Anybody. But, it, it's, but, it's but, if, but if the sound was removed, if you didn't know that that was the, if you didn't know that that sound had been reduced by the grinding teeth, oh, and that was just on yeah. the tape, yeah, that might actually sound quite, quite good. Because mm. like I mean, like I remember when I was younger, my my mom's ex boyfriend's son would grind his teeth. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, okay. Mom's um, ex boyfriend's son, son would grind his teeth, and he was on like the top bunk, and so I could hear it, but like I didn't know what it was. So it wasn't yeah, until I yeah. like I realized it was grinding teeth, and I was like, "Oh well, it's him." But I also don't hate him. He's kind of like, so I guess it's like I don't know. wet mouth sounds, you know, on the chalkboard. Uh, yeah. yeah, that oh, ain't yeah, that yeah. ain't nice. Yeah, that ain't like nice. divorce from context. Yeah, like I can't really. Oh, but I don't think I don't think like, that's what you're talking about. But also like that feeling though. Like, whenever I hear it, I feel it in my nails too. Yeah. Like that accidentally. because well, we we know where it's from. Yeah. And it's such a recognizable source. Yeah, but. Uh, Children shrieking, I guess. I teach first grade, so whenever they shriek, it really upsets me. Although, that might be because I'm like hung over a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I I, I think, uh, I was kind of thinking about this as well when you were talking about, you know, walking through, you know, could be a park and, you know, you hear the sound of the the, 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 the gravel. Gravel, I'm sorry, I was going to say granite, but gravel underneath your feet. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, I didn't know. Like now that I'm thinking about it, like I, I've heard songs that probably sample that, and it sounds similar. But I didn't realize it when I was listening to mm. it because it was completely like, yeah. you know, devoid from the actual experience of it, and there was no visual aid. Where I'm just in a dark room, and I'm watching. I think it was Hallbach. Uh, uh, Right, right, and right. like you know, and it's like, and I'm like, oh, like this is a sound, this is a song that sounds familiar, but it's it's different. I don't know where this sound is coming from. Right? Oh, you know, I think the context is, and it's interesting that you guys are talking about experiencing and hearing other people's experiences, um, and but it's also devoid from the source, right? You weren't there, but you're hearing them as right. well. So I think that was really interesting. Sorry, I'm getting drunk. No, no, uh, we, yeah. we're gonna do a music <laughs> break. Uh, we're gonna play Gu- Guilty Connector, actually. Which yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think this is good. Or Guilty C, as he's called. Guilty C is true. This, but this was done under when he was Guilty Connector, yeah. and, it, and it's it's quite appropriate because the song's called Asagaya Crystal Crypt. Oh. And in brackets, the Suginami Dungeon. And we are in Suginami. There you go. So um, that's what we're gonna. All right. That's next. All right. Good stuff, guys.
WRCT. WRCT. Call radio. Yep. Season three. Season <laughs> three. Season three. Come oh, on, guys. We've done this before. Featuring Kenny. Yeah. Brim. Yeah. Shorts. Yeah. Shorts. Shorts. Shallow grave. Oh, my God. Uh, keeping season three going. So... This has been Cal Radio. Uh, Kenny, thank you so much for coming on the show. No, it's man. been good. I've um, I've enjoyed my new metal talk. To be honest, <laughs> uh, I... you don't have to lie to these people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, let's let's do plugs. What do you guys got to plug? I have nothing to plug. Jared has nothing to plug. Well, you banned. Yep. Uh, GFF. We're oh, well, what's the new name you guys are working on? It's a secret. It's oh. held in wraps. It's held in wraps. Wait, GFS changed its name? No, possibly. We're we're it's under wraps. We can't talk about it on public radio. All right. But Damn. but actually, GFF is going to be playing a show with Mortify. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, March seventh. It'll be GFF's first show of 2018. And uh, Mortify, you guys just played a show last month. Yep. This will be our second show together. Where uh, where are you guys playing? They're playing at a uh, Ruby Room. Kala presents free gig, and uh, Necrophile is the headliner. Oh yeah. Oh oh. Hey, good good hefty ticket. Uh, by the way, Ruby Room for the Tokyo listeners, very cheap. Uh, it's like CNN entry, right? It Never. is. Uh, yep. So it's it's a free show, but it's one thousand yen for two drink tickets. Yeah. So. So but, it's basically free. You just have to buy two drinks. And if you're like me, I buy six drinks, so it's pretty much a free. You buy more than six. <laughs> We all do. <laughs> so, I mean, it basically pays for itself. So. Sounds like a great show for all Tokyo listeners. Adam, what you got coming up? Uh, staying pretty busy with Mortify. We got a ton of shows coming up. We got uh, the Ruby Room show. We're opening up for Rotten Sound a few weeks after that. Uh, we're playing with Anus from uh, the U.S. That'll be in April. Oh, which gig uh, is that? Is that the Dom gig? Uh, Shinjuku. Uh, we might play. We might play the Dom gig. <laughs> okay. Um, and then in May, we're opening for Fubar, and then we're going to head on over to Nicoya for Grind Freaks. So, oh, oh, you're going to Grind Freaks. That's yeah, great. Yeah, so we've been a band for a short time, but we got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, he also has a t-shirt business, if you're interested in wrestling, specifically Japanese wrestling. Yeah. If you want to check that out, um, it's called Dismantle. So... Pretty easy to find on Instagram, or if you want to look for the store, there's a big cartel page, constantly updating it with uh, new shirts, new presses. So, staying busy yeah. with wrestling and grind. And we're going to have a lot more wrestling content coming up in the future, fortunately soon. Uh, I look forward to that. Oh, oh, I guess our guests should have Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention one thing. Uh, Shallow Graves is a new project that I'm working on. We're trying to have a demo out. Uh, hopefully by November, like a four-song demo. So, um, if you if you want to be a shallow green, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, Kenny, please, please stop him talking about new metal. Yeah, yeah, we're not talking about new metal anymore. We're not doing this. We're done. We're done, Kenny. Kenny. Um, yeah. Well, actually, me and Adam have got something going on. Oh yes, we do. Yeah, we've got um, we, we're doing the word shallow green comes out. So we're doing um. We're actually doing a rap metal project, <laughs> and uh, no, <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> and um, it's only covers of uh, 
um, yeah, nineteen eighty synth pop uh, like nice. bands and uh, nice. done in a rap metal style. Yes. And we're called um, we're called Our Wrongs, and we're we're playing actually quite a good show. And it's on um, when when is it? I've, I've got it over here. It's um, Saturday, March the seventeenth. It's quite soon. It's actually quite soon. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's at um, Pool in um, Sakuradai, which is a damn good venue. It's um it's it's run by a, a guy that used to be in a band called um Space Streetings. Space Streetings Space Streetings were this um um like nineties noise rock band. They were on um a label called um Skin Graph who used to put out do you, do you know like Dazzling Kilburn? Zen they put out Zen gave us stuff, um, um Shorty. Um a lot of really like they were, they were like a um a less famous amphetamine reptile than Sub Pop. I don't know. But it was a great label. But anyway, run by a guy called, run by a guy who used to be in this band, Space Room. So it's a really good venue. And it's a two level venue. And on the floor, you got the, the second, the lower floor is just like the live space one. The upper floor, he makes robots out of motorbikes. What? Yeah. And so basically, the upper floor, you've just got all of these like uh, motorbikes made into robots that are right behind like the screen. But sometimes, he brings them out and they just start moving and wow. and it's really really good. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's one of the best. So when you said like a two level. Yeah yeah yeah. Like, but, oh, but, yeah, like, yeah. Like, no 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 no. I keep the best. No robots, <laughs> motorbikes as robots. Anyway, <laughs> so they're upstairs. So it's full, and um, a few Spanish lads are coming over for this. So it's um, who we got? Brutal Mania, um, who um. Actually, going back to the grind noise connection, used to be in Gen. Can I say this name? Yeah. No, no, this one. This this word. Oh, genital masticator. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Oh man, that's proper nineteen nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That noise grinder. So that's that guy. This is um, the guy that used to be in genital masticator. So um, that's something to look forward to. Um, Yukatsu, is that right? No, that's just me pretending you, yeah, whatever that says. Tube Tentacles, which sounds pretty good. Soul Mania, Discunders, play. Look at that. Oh, nice. right there. Yeah, we're playing, it'd be great. Black Flame 66, super, with the guy from Endon. Um, yeah. they're pretty huge. Yeah. Um, Final Exit are playing. Um, Cecilia, which is Kazuma Kibota, which is three, Napalm Death and Space Grinder doing a collaboration. It's gonna be a great show. It's, it, right. it, it's gonna be it's gonna be proper that one actually. Um, so that's on March the seventeenth. I've got um, my first um, light weeds. So I stopped facial mess. So I did this new thing, light weeds. First show of that is um, March. It's the next week um, at um, Forest Limit. Oh in, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. And that will be on the twenty. Uh, 3rd of March. They got a real good song, guys. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 yeah. The, the, the sound of that place is brilliant. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's with, um, um, Ha, um, uh, yeah, Tirada, Tirada's band, who's a really, really good guy. Then, um, yeah, more stuff. Anyway, that, that, that's the new stuff. Uh, but, um, someone wants yeah. to hear your stuff on the internet. How do they find it? Um, well, there's a, there's a bunch of old facial mess stuff. Um, at um, uh, facial mess. Yeah, I think the 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 soundcloud. But it's easy to just go to the the, 
Facebook, facial notes, Facebook. Um, but that's kind of finished. Like Weeds is the new one. Um, but there's links to the sound. There's a SoundCloud link. I think the SoundCloud's under Dub Specialist One. Oh, we'll make sure we uh we put the uh, the links in the letter. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, well, you can find Kala at Kala.jp on the internet, uh, KalaJP on SoundCloud, KalaJP on Twitter, KalaJP on Facebook. That's okay. That's just Kala. Kala. Oh, just Kala. I think so. Or, no, it is KalaJP. We are holding strong as like the number two or three Google search for just K-A-A-L-A. Still behind that uh, Indian actress, but... Oh, no, it's like or a, a movie, TV I show. think. It's a movie. I think or I think a TV, TV show. Series. So we, we keep getting tagged by people um, from <laughs> Indian yeah. production companies tagging us on Facebook being like, congratulations on your win for this award. And we're like, thanks. I'm really happy about this. I'm really hoping like someday we all get invited to like the, the Indian uh, like Oscars or something. I've, only, I've, always, up on I've stage. always wanted to be Bollywood star. I've always wanted to pretend to be one. <laughs> this is all Matt's fault for being like, oh, I found the perfect name. Sanskrit for change. <laughs> yeah, alright. I guess that'll work. Well, here we are now. Uh, yeah. Talking about Jar. We, 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 couldn't, we couldn't have kept going with bloody... <laughs> the J Kala. Oh, jeez. We, we couldn't have kept going with bloody ears and beards, or is that a secret? No, that was, just, uh, that was Matt's <laughs> That, that was the first thing that right? Yeah, like the producer's on his old blog. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, <coughs> bloody then, ears and beers. Yep. Yeah. Right. Like bloody ears and like. Oh, bloody, bloody ears. ears. Yeah, yeah, bloody ears. No, no, not ears. Yeah, that's, see, that's the problem. Like, it sounds like years. Like right. Bloody years. But I kind of like that bit. I, I totally. Yeah. I did Um. Patreon. Patreon. Oh, Patreon. Oh, yes. Yes. We, we, we have a patron now on I, Patreon. It's one kind soul. One single solitary soul. We that, never thought we would see the day. Like I said, we're, we're, we're cupping our hands around them like a match in a windy night to protect them. Not drive them away. Foster this flame. <laughs> so we like them grow when they die. Uh, so uh, from what I can gather, it's uh, Surgery Head. Uh, and he has a project as well you can check out on SoundCloud. I don't have any links, but uh, thank you. Yeah, thank uh, you. we're going to send you some we're gonna, stuff. We're going to send you a package, so we're going to check our Patreon to see if you include your address. We're going to send you a grab bag to say thank you so much. Yeah, uh, T-shirts, uh, ashes, pins, uh, old dildos. And... Uh, we might send Adam to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's we're nodding his head right now enthusiastically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna start shallow grave. We're yeah. <laughs> and that's the new, the new Patreon reward. <laughs> Everyone who pushes <laughs> money automatically a member of shallow grave. So uh, yeah, thank you. Crowd um, anybody else who's enjoying our content, please check us out on Patreon. Uh, Kala JP, uh, K A A L A J P. Alright, once again, Kenny, anyway. thank you so much. No, thank you. You've all got very good radio voices, though, I've realized. Yeah, 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 no, <laughs> I, got, I got a good radio face. Uh, face for radio. <laughs> no, I, very I, good. I always yeah. hate hearing myself. When I hear it, I'm like, oh, oh you got this voice, and I'm like, man, I sound The voice horrible. of knowledge, I think. You're, 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 the voice of knowledge. I like that. It's good. Oh. I feel I'm being informed. Anything else in it? Um, no, but I'm checking out surgery, and um, the 
Fella's got some stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's an episode. Cool. There you uh, go. What are we at? Oh, shit. Like an hour. This is a good episode. So, what are we going to close in on? Like, is the noise? Oh, Do you yeah. get any more songs? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I, I, I wasn't sure. Because I, I got... Um, yeah, it's going to be me. You're going to listen to me. I was trying good. to convince him to make good. it cool. <laughs> but he said, no, no, yeah, no, I yeah. gotta listen to me. Well, me, I actually, me, well, I, well, it was either me or Limp Bizkit's version of Faith by yeah. George Michael. Oh, God, I have food! Which, uh, a ripper of a cover version, that. But, um, or the, who, who did the New Order one? Who did Blue Monday? Orgy. Was it Orgy? Yeah. Oh. Was Orgy new metal though? You didn't even have to think about that. I thought they were was like, like <laughs> sorry, I know. Wasn't Orgy like new metal industrial? Yeah, that was a great phase. Oh no, like, who did shot the monkey? Who did the Peter Gabriel? Was it Cold Chamber? Mm, was it Cold Chamber? Yeah, it was Cold Chamber. Right. Anyway, or was it Disturbed? Was it like we don't know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know who it could have been. I guess it might have been Cold hey. Chamber. 